Hi Spartans, just a little heads up before we get into this week's episode. Some idiot called Aaron was recording the live show in a temporary setup and did not realise that his microphone cable was clacking off the boom arm for the entire recording. I've done my best to reduce it, but it is still there when I'm talking, you will notice it. It's annoying, I apologise, but it's not overwhelming for everything that's going on. I still wanted to put the episode out, but I just wanted everyone to know in advance. I am aware of the noise, I am going to go and hang my head in shame, and for the next recording I'll be triple checking everything. But just a little heads up before you go. But other than that, it was a good live episode, it's nice to get an episode recorded again. We will hopefully be back to a more regular schedule of Evolved shows now that the Halo TV show has wrapped with episode 9. Other than that, please enjoy this live episode. Spartans 2 Podcast Evolved, part of Evolved, your home for Halo. Podcast Evolved hosts original lore series and recaps last month's Halo news. Our current lore series is Infinite Impressions. I am your host, Aaron, and with me today, we've got Krista. Hello. We've got Lucas from Facebook. Hello. And we've got Discord's Brotherly Duck 17. Hello. Yay. We managed to assemble a full house because we're running out of hosts. So just bringing us along. <laughs> I just kind of showed up. We've stopped looking at the uh, chat where we plan episodes. It's like, hmm, if I don't look, the episode doesn't exist, right? I think I'm just going to ma- start making memes and posting them in different places, going like, got any of those podcast hosts? <laughs> to see if anyone answers. Uh, right, as you can tell, this is a live show. We are live on Discord. Uh, we are currently torturing our listeners. You guys all need hobbies. <laughs> Their hobby is Halo and listening to us. Go outside. Touch grass. Right. Well, as you can tell, we are live. We are here. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Special shout out to Colin, who is listening to us while he drives. Please don't become angry and crash the car while you listen to us. We love you. <laughs> Today, we are going to cover news from the last month, which is a bit slimmed down, thankfully. We've got some community questions and we've got a voicemail. Before we get started, I'll do the socials because I can hear Oren going, do the socials, do the socials, do the socials. Uh, If you're listening to the show, welcome. This is Evolved. We host a variety of shows. This is the main show where we cover lore series such as the Road to Infinite character dossiers and the current Infinite Impressions. We also have Mission Debrief, Builds with Blocks, Halo Book Clubs, Halo Headlines, and our newest shows, Halo Gear Guide and Halo TV+. Which will soon be going on hiatus because we're almost finished Season 1 of Halo. Evolved also partners with HCS Pro Talk, where every week Josh and Will discuss the latest information within the competitive Halo scene, with an emphasis on the community every week. You can learn more about all our shows by visiting the website, evolvedhalo.com. If you're already a fan of the show, please take a minute to go and leave us a review and a rating on your podcast service of choice. We greatly appreciate all of the feedback we get from you guys to help us improve the show. We would also like to take a minute to thank all of our patrons for your continued support. You help to make everything possible and 
do all the dumb shit we do and we love you all very much for it thank you if you're not already subscribed to our patron you can go and sign up today for a variety of exclusive rewards such as early episodes unique swag access to the podcast evolved soundtrack and access to the patron only discord channel you can head over to patreon.com forward slash halo evolved to learn more today Finally, we encourage all of our listeners to support us through Audible, where they can enjoy the growing collection of Halo novels all in one place, along with thousands of other novels, guided wellness programs, and more. Use the URL audibletrial.com forward slash podcast evolve to learn more and sign up today. So, next up, last week on Zeta Halo, we're going to talk about some Halo stuff. Now, I'm going to roll mine, some of mine in with some of Lucas's at the end here because we did some stuff together. So, Lucas. What Halo stuff did you do before we did Halo stuff together? Uh, well, I recently completed my very first lasso with the tank gun, though, unfortunately. Uh, before I did it right before season two started, and I I had to cheese it just a little bit. I put a uh, a piece of masking tape on my computer screen and put a little dot so I could see where I was shooting. That was a fun time. It's not as hard as some of the other Halo lasso games because you get unlimited ammo and like using the tank gun is like cheesing your way through it as well. So other than that, I grind through the, the battle pass a little bit. And then you and I are, and we played some Halo Infinite this morning or earlier today. We did. And that was, yeah, it's the last two games were all right. Yeah. The first game we had to come back on attrition and then we just, we were getting destroyed and then we're like, okay, let's go play some big team. And that ended up pretty well. So yeah, it didn't go too terribly. At least you didn't want to throw your controller or anything like that. You know, that's always good. You did experience mildly angry Aaron, so... It was an event. Yeah, I, this is why I only do PvP or PvE normally, because I get a little aggressive. Just just a tiny bit. <laughs> just just a tad. Just a little salt. No, that was a lot of salt. A little, yeah, just 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 a wee bit. But anyway, that's that's enough about me. I, I just played some Halo with you. That's the only Halo I've done this week. I'm going to call you 17 for short. So, played any Halo? Yeah, I've uh, been continuing my escapades of modding Halo Infinite for the campaign, and that is utter cancer. (laughs) That good? I've been trying to make rockets lock on. It's been not great. But in that process, I got bored and made the battle rifle shoot Three plasma grenades at, like, Mach 16. That sounds utterly terrifying. <laughs> what What's that weapon from Halo Reach that shoots the plasma grenades? Oh, the plasma launcher. Yes. It's like that, but better. Yeah, or the, pla- or the plasma caster from 5. Yes, that too. Can we make a turret shoot plasma grenades? Yes. Okay, that, that that sounds like the utter chaos we actually need. We just empty a clip of turret rounds and then the game breaks because the physics dies or my Xbox melts. <laughs> I've been quite surprised with uh, how robust the system is. There's a couple of things like it'll just break, so I've avoided those. But generally, if it's just a munition swap, it's fine. Just when you get into crazy shit? Yeah. This kind of sounds like everybody who's ever modded like Skyrim. Like, oh, this <laughs> works and this works. And there's that one thing that just breaks the game and you've you got to start back over from the beginning again. Yeah. 
Um, aside from that, I tried playing the new season game mode. I am never going to finish it because I get far too pissed off. Oh, yay, we, we have that in common then, yes. I also detest <laughs> it with a fiery passion. I would never in my wildest dream decide I'm going to play anything on my own in multiplayer. I want to like it. I like it. Once you once you like learn some of like the little tricks and stuff of playing it, like like I don't even upgrade until I get the I think the assault rifle or the commando. So I stick with the sidekick because it's so much better than the disruptor or the uh, I can never say it's the man- mauler. Mangler. Mangler. Damn it. Trust me, I wish it was a mauler. And then you just kind of skirt on the edges like mid game and let everybody else kill each other, and then you kind of go in for the the kills and the the AIs and. No, I had a terribly angry time with it, and trying to land the beatdowns for the challenges was just making me so furious. I got to level 6 on that pass for it, but I just, no, it's done a lot for my blood pressure, none of it's been good. Now, we were talking about this earlier, like, they need to they need to make it so, like, it's not just, you know, free-for-all. Like, maybe, like, increase player counts, so you can have, like, two-player or, you know, trios or something like that. That would help, but also being able to invite your party into the game because it's very annoying when you go, oh, your party's too big. It's like, that's all right. I would like to kill my friends. I know that probably leaves it open to abuse for completing challenges, but so what? It's not competitive. Let me bring my friends in with me into the same game. That's the other problem is like you're playing with your buddies and you're all trying to grind challenges. And then it's like, well, I ran out of like standard ones. I got to play these event ones. And so, like, okay, well, everyone just goes and plays uh, last mi- last Spartan Standing for like an hour, and then we all come back and play normal Halo Infinite again. My issue with last Spartan Standing is definitely the weapons upgrades. That's been the part that's killing me because I'm not good with the Mangler. <laughs> it's so good. What do you mean? It was so much better when it was a one shot beat down. It it feels so nerfed now. Well, they reduced the melee damage on it, so it takes two shots and then a beatdown, instead of one shot and a beatdown. So it just feels super underpowered. Right. Krista, did you play any Halo? Uh, I've just been playing, like, campaign stuff for Mission Debrief. That's about it. (laughs) No multiplayer. I need to get on the grind for Season 2, though. Yeah, it's probably for the best. Just, Just chill for a bit. It'll be entirely fine got six months you got plenty of time <laughs> oh that is the only other halo thing i actually did because i'm forgetting it's been a month since we last really recorded a show as i finished the season one pass so that was all right but enough about that let's talk about halo as if we haven't talked about any yet we've got some news to cover we've already started talking about this so if there's any more thoughts we'll go now but the first thing we had here was there was a lot of information over the last month dropped about the season two stuff. So that was Lone Wolves. I decided to take none of the notes because it's already out and we know what's happened. So we don't really need to go through the preview content. Overall, anyone have any bad thoughts or good thoughts about season two? Other than what we've talked about already? They removed the tank gun and it makes me... They're bringing that back. Wait, they're bringing it back? Yeah, they had a... It was an update on... Was it two days ago on the 13th and they're bringing back the tank gun and they're bringing back some of the jumps that some of the uh pro players use like in some of the maps oh, okay we're now going to jump to the last news story because that's going to cut into this lovely <laughs> 
I will jump to that one now and then we'll get back to it again. There was a Halo Infinite update post that some jerk on Facebook posted. I don't know who that was. Don't know what that guy was. We posted a link anyway, so I stole it. Hey now. It was a post from Unishek and there were a few things in it. The couple of things he addresses was, first off, the weapon jamming. He said that uh, after hammering on this since seeing the first community reports, we've been able to identify the root cause of the issue and we'll be reverting the recent change to get this into players' hands quicker. We have integrated this into our upcoming update and are eager to get this released as quickly as possible. And then we had the, as Lucas said, the jump, so map traversal. With overwhelmingly strong feedback from our players, it was clear we made, a, we made a mistake in removing a number of skill jumps from the game. As a result, we have brought back the following popular jumps, so live fire, it's key doors and house panel, bizarre, it's double doors both sides, Aquarius, it's P-side edges with adjustment, and on streets, it's pizza, so those jumps are all back again. Okay. And then on the campaign speedrunning side, he said that making its return to campaign with this upcoming update, the tank gun has found its way back into its home above Outpost Tremonius. In regards to some of the other common strategies, many of them are far more complicated as they are closely intertwined with the work we've been doing in preparation for co-op, but we'll continue to explore our options. I assume that is a vague reference to them taking out the ability to hijack the pelican. Stuff like that must be tied into the changes they're making. But yes, no, Tank Gun will be back. Yes. If you busted your ass to acquire the Tank Gun before the update, uh, haha. <laughs> Oopsie. I have like four saves with the Tank Gun, so it's fine. Just to be sure. Now you'll not have to panic because you're going to have access to it again. Yeah. Yeah, that's always good. Well, besides the Tank Gun coming back, I've I've enjoyed some of... Season two, um, it's really weird with the XP system with Last Spartan Standing, where like if you leave early, it doesn't like give you the XP right away. And I almost feel like I have to complete like I'll go play Team Deathmatch and complete a match, and like that updates the game, and it updates the progression. Like it doesn't really do it right away, so that's really really wonky. It's not very consistent. Yeah, I had that the last day. I think I finished on like level three or four of the season pass. And when we signed in today, I had five and six unlocked and I'd forgotten about it. But it's a slight nuisance that it takes so long. So yeah, I started like if I if I need like one more kill, I'll just actually, instead of leaving, I'll just let the game play through and then it'll do the whole, you know, end game cycle and then it'll give it to me. So I usually do that. Anyone else? Any thoughts on season two before we go on? Uh, I haven't looked at it. <laughs> I'm so prepared. The new maps are pretty good. Oh, are they? Okay, I'll have to actually play some Halo this week. So the arena one, I can't remember what it's called, but it's it's a very classic Halo feeling to it with the Forerunner structures. and. Is that Catalyst, is it? I think it's Catalyst. We played it. We played the one. Uh, I think it's Breaker and Catalyst. So Breaker's the the shipyard map with the plasma beam in the middle of it that one's all right it's like a split like if you have like a two-team game mode instead of last spartan standing that that is like obviously the split in the middle and it gets hard to go over like you can't really go over unless you have like a warthog like you can't jump that gap unless you have a warthog it's really weird you can make it with a thruster pack i found out but yeah 
It's it's a, it seems like a sort of map I would enjoy maybe some big team on, but for last Spartan stand and it it's a little big and a little open, and I tend to spend a lot of my time just going fuck 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 while someone picks me off, um, from a distance. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Catalyst, I do quite like though. I like that smaller forerunnery map. Like when we played on that. Apart from the fact that I missed the jump for the middle bridge and fell off the map, that was a moment of deep shame. Now we've all done it. It's I think it disappears sometimes too. Like it doesn't just stay there. Don't try and save my feelings on this. Well, I I'm not saving it. I'm just I've I've jumped and landed on. I think it's like gone off underneath me, and it's like oh well, I'm dying. Oh, <laughs> uh, fun times. Next up, we have the April community update, Among Flood. So, as you can guess, you know what this is about. This is Flood Firefight mode added to ODST and Master Chief Collection. We did consider going to play some of this before we came on the show tonight, but my Master Chief Collection decided it wanted a 3 gig update, and Lucas has decided it wanted, what was it, 74? 70 wanted the full game. It just wanted to re-download the whole game. Yeah, I was like, ugh. So, that wasn't happening. I read something on this before. There's some sort of an issue where if your Xbox is like mid-update and anything happens, it'll sometimes just decide to re-download the entire game. So yeah, I'll be Probably doing... just in case something got corrupted. Yeah, so occasionally you end up having to download stupid amounts of stuff. I did get the chance to play that in when it first came out, and it was it really reminded me of... Um, I mean, just playing ODST Firefight with your friends and stuff like that. And you can change things. Like, you can change, like, what guns you start with, what vehicles spawn, if the Flood can interact with vehicles or not. Because sometimes they spawn with race and stuff. And so we put in a Hornet. And um, on the level, it's like it's like the zoo level in ODST. I don't exactly remember. Uplift Reserve. Yes, Uplift Reserve. The power weapon's a Spartan laser. And they also give you AI, like AI buddies. And so we got two Marines sitting on the side of the Hornet, both with Spartan lasers. And I'm just flying around the map, and they're just zapping everybody. <laughs> and it was just glorious. I had my I had my uh, fair run with uh, Flood Firefight when it first dropped. And, man, you play on some of the smaller maps... It gets real claustrophobic real quick. And I think on the smaller maps, they use ODS, or not ODSTs, uh, they have elites as your companions as well, and not... Uh, really? Not, yeah, we had some elites on, on um, I can't remember the level, it's one of the smaller levels that we did. Um, but, you know, and there, you give them rocket launchers, or, or they'll pick up the turrets that are sitting around, and, and they do a pretty good job, too. But then when they die, they turn into Flood. What? That's awesome. So you got to like stand near them when they die and then just keep beating their bodies so that they don't turn back into flood again. <laughs> yeah, I I never ran into the elites, but I think it was Alpha Site on the Alpha Site. That was. <laughs> I have a lot of good memories of ODST firefights, so I think I'll have to have a little look at that when it updates here. There's a list of stuff here, so of additions, uh, I pulled the main ones out. So we had enemies visible on visor map, sentinel enemies added, friendly elites added on maps with allies. Players can now use the sentinel beam and energy sword. Uh, spooky ambient fog added during flood waves. Flood can drive vehicles. Spooky ambient fog, perfect. Because that's what the map needs. 
Definitely. Uh, three new flood enemy types added and networking improvements for Firefight in Halo 3 ODST and Halo Reach. So those are all good things. The other thing I think that update had was you could cross-play between PC and console on Halo 3 and Halo 3 ODST campaign. It was in like a beta stage. That's right. I remember them saying that because they said it the first time and I was like, hang on, you can't cross-play? And that turns out, no, you couldn't. Master Chief Collection has come such a long way. Do you remember when it launched and it was on fire? Oh, yes. Yes. I think anybody who was there in the beginning has that scarred image in their mind. And when they gave us uh, they gave us ODST campaign and we were like, oh, I kind of want Firefight, but we're never going to get it. And now here we are with Flood Firefight. So when MCC first launched, the terminals for, what was it, Halo 4? It wouldn't play natively in MCC. Oh, it switched to the Halo channel? I think they were all like that. They were for a while. It pulled you to Halo channel, or if you were on PC, I think it pulled you to Halo Waypoint, which doesn't work anymore. Yeah, they they started updating that a while back that slowly as they went through the games, each one added the terminals in because... That would have been back when I had the really, really shit internet, which meant any time you activated a terminal, everything ground to a halt in my end. So I had to like quit out of the app, go back to the game, be like, okay, I just can't watch these anymore. Which was very annoying because I think I remember like going to watch the intro scene for Spartan Ops. And instead of being like the nice looking scene that I got on my old version of Halo 4, I got this Legoy streamed in horrible thing. I was like, oh. None of this is playing native. It's all shit. I know they wanted the Halo channel to be a thing, but no, please never do that again, 343. The only thing I used it for was Halo Nightfall. Yeah, me too. Same. All they just need to do is, have they added the extra scenes in yet in a video that you can just watch? Wasn't Forward Under Dawn on there too, or no? I think Forward Under Dawn was, but it didn't... It no, Forward Under Dawn was there, but I think it existed before that because it didn't have any of the, like, oh, push this button now to watch an added scene. Oh, yeah, they had, like, the like in the scene itself, you could, like, hit, like, a screen or something. Okay, yeah, I remember that. TV show Inception. Yeah, when I watched Forward Under Dawn, I think, also, I think the Fall of Rage, we got it from Redbox. It was on Redbox? <laughs> Redbox still exists? Yeah. There's what there's one at the price chopper up the street. <laughs> yeah, I see him at public. I see him at Publix when I leave my Publix. It's... Uh, I think I have one at my Publix too. I don't have Publix. I have Walmart and Price Chopper. I'm sorry. I have no idea what any of these brands mean, so I'm just going to continue to sit here and be like, I have Tesco. We don't have Tesco, we have Costco. Yeah, it's not the same. Costco's cooler. Yeah, Costco is cooler. I know what Costco is, which means it's cooler. <laughs> a lot of kayak there for like 100 bucks no kayaks and sail here in tesco that's for sure right before i get more depressed that i live on this side of the sea let's continue so we got information on the new maps and modes coming for season two but they're all out now so that's fine you can go look at that the halo encyclopedia came out did any of you guys get a copy i did it's huge it is massive i got mine too that requires me to have money Aaron. <laughs> I put it next to my, uh, because I have the encyclopedia for Legend of Zelda, like I have like two of the three books, and it's it's bigger than both of them. It's like 500 
It might be more than 500 pages. It is It is the book you lift if you want to kill a man. Like, it's oh, the yeah. book that you pick up and you hit them with. Yeah, I'd completely forgotten that it was out, so I just, like, jumped on Amazon and ordered a copy. I think Tom got the deluxe copy from Dark Horse directly. It's nice. I haven't really, like, sat down with it yet. I was just like, oh, I need this copy now because I think that's how I missed out on the previous encyclopedia was I, I was sort of like oh i'll get around to that someday and then you know they go out of print and then it becomes a whole thing so i just decided i'd order this one there's just so much information in it. it's almost like overwhelming like where do you start like want to look through i think we've been sort of talking about that for like it's not something you can cover as a book club but it might be something we can cover as like a little ongoing series so when things calm down again i think we'll have a little look at that anyway I was going to say that the, the one cool thing in the encyclopedias they did is they actually gave the rookie a name. Oh, did they? Yeah, his name is Jonathan Doherty. So, like, they actually gave him a name and, like, a backstory and stuff like that. And, like, they have a whole section for the whole, um, whatever their whole ODST is. I'm, I'm blanking right now on their, their call sign. Alpha 9. I was about to say Bravo 9. I don't know why I was close, but I was not. Right, so there's one more Halo book that was announced. This came very from left field, and I did not expect it. A Halo <laughs> cookbook. Yeah, what? Yeah, so the Halo cookbook will be $39.99. It is being published by Inside Editions. It is written by uh, Victoria Rosintha. It is a hardback. It will be released on the 16th of August, 2022. It is a Halo cookbook. Does it have a Moa burger? It had a, it had like a, it had like a loaded stack burger thing. It just has recipes with like Haloy names and stuff, but it it just looks like a cookbook. And um, we made a few puns about going from Master Sh- Master Chief to Master Chef, and I'm like, just so random. I'm sure it will be a perfectly valid cookbook. Just why? I, I didn't expect this. No. <laughs> It kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, the Halo Pringles should have been our first clue that someone there has been looking at food. The Halo Pringles were amazing. Did 343 just need lunch? Do they need fed? Is this like a clue? <laughs> Do you remember, uh, gosh, I think it was like the Halo delay or something like that. People were sending pizza to their office. And it got to the point where they asked people to stop <laughs> sending pizza. <laughs> Guys, I think 343 might be hungry again. Send them more pizza. Send them Taco Bell instead. Yes, just send them a... Bury them under a wave of tacos. It'll be entirely fine. It'll be cheaper. It'll be way cheaper. You gotta send it just to them at them 3 the in the morning. Pack. Oh, yeah. That's the only time Taco Bell is good is at 3 in the morning. Drunk. Yes, drunk at 3 in the morning. You get your Baja Blair. And then I come back from my lunch break and my boss is like, why do you have so much Taco Bell and why do you smell like whiskey? It's the Baja well- Blast. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds very like my uh, one of my local pizza places that I don't think... I've had them maybe three times while I've been sober in my whole life. <laughs> Anytime I consume alcohol, I end up in that pizza place and I'm just like, pizza. And then I'm just a very happy drunk Aaron. I've, I've, got, I've got the perfect thing to go along with the Halo cookbook. The podcast of all places to go when you're drunk as hell. <laughs> Our restaurant recommendations. If you find yourself in Ireland and you find yourself in my part of Ireland, I will recommend loads of places for you to go. All of them serve alcohol to make your time in Ireland more enjoyable. Sweet. 
Right. Next up in the news, we have, I am just mentioning this in passing. You can go and look this post an article up yourself. But I tried to read through it. My eyes glazed over. I lost about 20 minutes of my life. And it just, it, it all goes over my head completely. So this was to do with in April, there were Master Chief Collection dedicated server problems and they have a whole big post up explaining what happened, what went wrong, how they fixed it. If that's the sort of thing that interests you, go knock yourself out. That is not something that I could even fake interest in, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Should I just, like, go through and make a TLR, uh, TDLR? I think I summed it up pretty well here with servers broke, servers fixed, all a bit above Aaron's head. That's the caption for that entire post. That's that's all I understood from it. Uh, that, that, that'll work. They broke something, they figured out how to replicate the problem, they fixed the problem, all good. Everything else was just like, nope, there were graphs in it, there were ho- all sorts of things. I was like, no, this is all too much, thanks very much, cheers lads, bye. The last thing we have in the news, because we jumped about slightly, is a cannon fodder. This is called Lore of the Jungle. <laughs> yep, it kicks off with, there is a roundtable discussion with 343 and the authors of the uh, encyclopedia so it's a 52 minute it's not actually a video i think it's a skype call interview that they've posted up to youtube but you can go and give that a listen to it's interesting we got lore on the two spartans for lone wolves that is spartan sigrid sigrid eklund and guys any help how do i pronounce this name hugh maybe hugh 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 Den? Yeah, I think it's probably hewed in. Sorry, I'm a simple Irish man. I don't see these names very often. It's please excuse me. Eckland? Yeah, we get I get none of those names here. I, I can do you a good Irish name, no bother, but that's it. We got a discussion of the seasonal story Intel Hub on Waypoint, which provides a little extra lore for the seasonal story for Halo Infinite. I think the little bit of lore I saw in it was like a brief text exchange between two people. Nothing much. But it's there. It's a little bit extra. We got some lore details on the map breaker. And then we got some lore on the entrenched fracture universe. Does anyone fancy reading it? I'll go through it. I'll read it. I'll give it a shot. The entrenched fracture is a world scored by super science aether bombs and alchemy enhanced soldiers though its lands are ruined the united nations security confederation fights on in blind obedience to orders from long dead generals their sworn foes the zealots of the covenant survive only as hordes of rad poison mutants bickering over the remnants of their once proud civilization survival on the front lines requires Eagle Strike Energized Plate, a marvel of warsmithing that protects against both radiation and Covenant Plasmatron weaponry. Is this Fallout? That's what I was thinking. It's Fallout, but in space. It, it sounds like a mix between Fallout and like Warhammer 40k with like the Obedience and the and like the United Nations Security Confederation or whatever. And the Long Dead Generals. This is interesting. I, I like these little insights into weird alternate realities. Um, some of that armor is very cool. It's definitely very Wolfenstein-esque, and I 
Not sure I'm supposed to find the space Nazi armor cool, but it kind of is. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that helmet, though, man. I, it's just, ooh, so good. It is. It, it's such, such nice stuff. Uh, I can't wait until they tie this into the Destiny Fracture universe and we get some crazy shit. So that has to happen someday, <laughs> right? I want a Spartan with a trench coat. But you, you can you can get that in the in the TV show. There's a Spartan in a trench coat. There is, but I can't play him. Yet. Yet. <laughs> yeah, I could see stuff like that coming. Oh, we have to be very careful what we mentioned about the TV show, because Chris is not caught up, and we're not going to spoiler. Yeah. The trench coat was in the trailer. We're good. This isn't going to spoiler, but they did have the, uh, they gave away a bunch of free, like, emblems and like keychain things from the halo tv show the other day yes they did if you signed in on the day in question you got them so i didn't put them in the news because the time you'd hear about it you were long past your chance to get them okay we also got a q a with dan kosich that sounds right right yeah we'll go with it we'll go with it he is the narrative direct experience director, and he was brought in to discuss the poetry of Halo Infinite. I hear you going, poetry? Halo Infinite? What the fuck? Anyone that's been listening to us for a while will know there are certain poems and stories and things that have like a long background influence on Halo. I am currently blanking on the name of the one about Cortana and Roland and the sword. I can't think of the name right now, but we all know the one I'm talking about. Now, most of the interviews about the poetry and stuff, and that's slightly wasted on me, but I pulled out a couple of little parts here that I thought were actually interesting. So one of these, we're talking about uh, some of the audio recording stuff and the Cortana stuff. And it said here that uh, uh, they were all recorded with uh, binaural microphones or binaural microphones, this meant that it was recorded on a sound stage while we shot the mocap. Uh, a binaural microphone looks like a human head. The human head became a proxy for the player. The audio team then used an array of microphones to capture Jen Taylor as she circled this head, with her body moving in and out of the microphone inputs to create this whirling ghostly effect that we used in overlap to create the feeling of whispers with the intent of that feeling that Cortana is almost like a phantom limb for the chief. This setup basically is they put two microphones in the mannequin head where the human ears are, and then if someone moves around the microphones and talks, when you then listen to that with a headset on, it sounds like they're there behind you, and that's how they create that effect. And this does sound very cool. I noticed that because I got a pretty nice set of headphones. I noticed that when I was playing the campaign, I'm like, oh, oh. I move my head, the sounds move. Yeah, anytime you get to listen to something like that's really cool. The first time I'd ever heard anyone talk about it was actually Major Nelson of all people. One of the tech companies that sometimes sends him like free stuff to test out sent him a set of headphones with uh, binaural mics in them. So I think when he was at like a game show, he recorded audio as he walked around and then put it into the podcast. So that was the first time I was like, oh. The other one they mentioned here that was one of their influences was. Um, Senua's Sacrifice, which if you've played that, you'll know that they do a lot of that because she hears a lot of voices whispering and they whisper sort of around her and behind her and stuff and you as the player with the headphones on hear all of that. I'm pretty sure when you when you fire up that game, they even tell you, it's like, you, you should play this with headphones. 
and then you go to play and like no no you should really play this with headphones and it's it's a great game it's worth if you know either of those then you know exactly what this effect is and then there was one other fun fact here that i pulled from this the entire ending speech of the game is played during the second level foundation it's backwards and phases in and out of the ambience as you traverse the ring's underbelly we wanted to give the game to have this symmetry with the beginning and the ending and we put it in the second level to act as an easter egg and spiritually suggest that some way cortana has always been trying to reach out to you so i didn't realize this that all those like distorted noises and stuff is actually all of cortana's conversations from the end of the game i noticed there was a voice there backwards that would do that but i never put it together or went through and actually recorded audio to reverse it okay so what you mean by the ring's underbelly is like when you fly underneath like the level yeah when you go to retrieve the weapon on that second level you work your way through all the like the floaty platforms or everything's sort of a bit chewed up and distorted you'll pass through the like weird cortana data distortions and stuff and you'll hear voices and noises and weird stuff so that's all her speech from the end of the game which i thought was pretty cool i'm gonna have to go back and listen to that yeah it should be like if you i i'm gonna have a go at it myself because i want to see if i can like notice anything now because i don't think i picked up on this at all the first time we have sad halo book news as well Halo Outcasts was pushed back to 2023. No! One last little thing to mention here, and this is the last little bit of news. So, I think you'll remember we put a post up way back um, when things were quite grim that for the month of March, we would be donating money from the Patreon to the Ukrainian Red Cross. We raised $500. Woo! Yay! Woo! So, thank you to all of our patrons and everyone that gave us money. We had a we had a big surge of patrons joining up that month. All that money was sent away. We appreciate it all. Right. Moving on from the news, we have Community Evolved. This uppity Facebook admin decided he was going to ask questions. What terrible idea. Hmm. I, I, I imagine just deciding you were going to ask the community anything. I was surprised how much they responded. Like, I got a lot of comments on that. Almost as much as like a mission debrief thing that Colin posts. The community are just like quietly craving a post to interact with. That's the real secret. People just want to talk to us. Right. So the way we have worked this out is I will ask the question and then we are going to take it in turns to read the responses. There are a lot of them. So if we don't discuss them all in in-depth detail, also an awful lot of people had the same answer. So I'm afraid most of you aren't going to get any discussion past the first one so the question was this was asked by lucas facebook admin don't know who he is how how does david do that every week in uh mission debrief he reads the name and then he reads the date and time and then he reads the post Uh, i only have colin perkins admin there for later so that'll be fine the question was what is your favorite halo story this can be a game, book, comic series, or even a commercial, whatever you think is the best story in Halo. I will read the first one out. This comes from Miles. You may remember Miles from such things as podcast art. Hooray! So Miles says, Palace Hotel. A real-life marine writing an authentic, realistic 
depiction of Halo 2's Metropolis was just perfect. Close second is Breaking Quarantine. Halo needs more manga stories. Best aesthetics in the franchise. Halo has manga stories? Yeah, it was in the Halo graphic novel. Ah. And that was the one with uh, Sergeant Johnson, I think, when he, in between the video recording and him getting out of the flood. We covered that on a book club not too long ago. This is the, I think the the guy that wrote and did that comic didn't speak any English at all, which is why there's almost next to no dialogue in that story. Johnson doesn't need any explanation. No, he just needs a shotgun him. Or just two sticks and a rock, and he has to share the rock. Okay, who wants to go next? Well, you should do this one. Yeah, Aaron. <laughs> oh no, I didn't want to. I didn't want to be reading my own, but I suppose I will then. Fine. This asshole called Aaron says the Kilo Five novels are definitely my top Halo series. BB and Phillips are probably two of my favorite characters, and the appropriate response to this was, "I'm sorry, I believe it's pronounced Phyllis," which is correct, by the way. Really, Phyllis. BB and Phillips are fantastic. I do like Karen Travis's books. Um, I've never read her Star Wars stuff, although I think she has a bit of a hate relationship with Star Wars after George Lucas basically threw all of her world building out the window. She actually did a book series, uh, one of the book series that I'm reading on Audible. It's called The Best of Us, and it was it's for the Galaxy's Edge, and they actually ended up getting rid of it not because of her writing ability but because it just it couldn't work with in the galaxy's edge like universe and so it's its own standalone story now but it's a fantastic book regardless yeah well i always thought the the first of her stuff i ever read were the gears of war books and i thought anyone that can make me care about the characters in the steroid addict meathead universe of gears (laughs) of war is a good author and that was like my first introduction to it was Meatheads with chainsaw guns, and you made me like them and care for them and go like, oh, wow, there's so much depth in this universe. And then I was like, this is Gears of War you're talking about, man. It's all down to her books. There is an awful lot of that story sort of makes its way into the third game. So by the time you get into Gears 3 and it feels like there's a lot of backstory and a lot of other stuff, that is all taken from the universe that she creates in those novels. Good author. Would love her to get a chance to do another Halo novel someday. I would like an update on all things Kilo 5 down the line. Absolutely. All right, Krista, you got the you got the handiest one of these. Perfect. Chris Niles says Spartan Ops. He's not wrong. <laughs> the story was good. The story was good. The intro cutscene was like the best. Where they... F- Drove the infinity through the cruiser. Yes, yes. <laughs> Replaying the same six levels five hundred times was not that fun, was not but good. the rest the of it was fine. The gameplay bad. The story good. Playing it solo is worse. Isn't there an achievement to play it like solo on legendary? Yeah, legendary actually isn't as hard because you have unlimited lives and it doesn't reset the level, so you can just chip away at it. But it's it takes forever. It still makes, and if you have to defend anything, you're fucked, basically. Yeah, I can't remember if it was Oren or David were doing that for the achievement hunting and losing their minds, because this is a long time ago now, but I do remember one of the two of them just like slowly losing their grip on reality with that. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> okay, next up, I will volunteer. Lucas, do you want to read Ben's here? Okay, Ben 
McQuiggan. Uh, he has Kilo 5, Kilo 5, Kilo 5, and he just keeps adding spaces in between the words <laughs> and the letters. He's not wrong. He's a man of taste, Kilo 5. And uh, I guess I'll do the next one because this is my comment. Uh, I said, to be honest, I have to go with the ODST trailer, probably the best commercial hands down. And it's what absolutely sold me on the ODST being my favorite like organization in the Halo series. This is the trailer with uh, the live action one where it, the guy goes through the training. He drops down, they get into the huge fight, and he almost gets killed by a brute before a banshee comes and flies into him. And Yeah, it's it's a very good trailer. It's fantastic music. I think they're speaking Hungarian. If you like the song from that trailer and you were like, you can't get that anywhere, it's on the soundtrack to the King Arthur movie because the guy that made that movie wanted to have a commercial version of that song available because you couldn't get it anywhere. That's amazing. That is amazing. Guess I'll take Dickie. Dickie Keys says, Cole Protocol. It had literally everything. Spartan 2s, ODSTs, Thelvadam, Keys, oh, Insurrectionists. A Jackal Pirate King breeding an army of grunts on methane. <laughs> okay. Um, that's fucking excellent. Last Light Tickled Me Too. Murder Mystery. Explored the Smoothers. Um, pretty kind of fuck Lop- Lopez. Lopez. Yeah. They got a thing going on. I knew it. Be- Billy, did you just roll off the sofa? <laughs> <laughs> I think my dog just fell asleep and rolled off the sofa. Would someone like to take the next one while I go and release this dog outside? Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, it's DeSudo. He said Ghost of Onyx, Tom and Lucy, and Operation Torpedo, and then Kurt. Love that book. It's the most well-worn of all my novels. Yeah, Ghost of Onyx is a good one. Um, I will go with this next one then, and we will reset the role. Kevin Common says, tough one, but it's either got to be the Cold Protocol, or the whole book of Halo Evolutions for me. Just some incredible stories there. Uh, Halo Evolutions is pretty good. I, I would pick Cold Protocol out of the two of those personally. Does Is it Evolutions that has the Mona Lisa in it? Yes, that is Evolutions. Okay, okay. Which is like the best horror thing ever written. Yes. Still haven't read that one. Oh, it's very good. It's well worth it. Uh, you can download the audiobook version of it and it's quite enjoyable they get cortana does uh the short story what is it human weakness they get her they get jen taylor to voice that cortana story and they get steve downs i think may do i think he does is palace hotel the master chief story is that the one where i think steve downs narrates that one i think so i don't remember it could be right I think Frank O'Connor might do the, oh, what's the one with the the Marine that dies on the ship? Because that's a Frank O'Connor story. I know, it's one where he, they blow up the ship. Yeah, he has cancer. Um, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Because a few of those are made into animated shorts as well. Is it Heart of Mythologian or something? Heart of Mythologian, that's it, yes. Right. Krista, do you want to go with Luke? Sure. Uh, Luke Edwards says, I haven't read all the books, maybe 10 of them so far. You're doing good. 
Um, The Fall of Reach still tops it for me. I've read it at least three times. So good. You should also read the comic and the animated series. (laughs) And soon to be probably the live action series because it's going to do it too because Reach must fall over and over and And over. over And over again. Yeah. I'll take uh, Colin. Shoot. So much to choose from. I'll go with the resurrection of 343 Guilty Sparks. That took place across multiple novels. I'm so glad that they brought him back into the universe. Good, good choice, Colin. I appreciate you. Yeah, it was definitely, I think, an unexpected revival. Because that's something the Halo series needed. The most annoying character revived. How dare you? (laughs) Go to jail. You just wait until they bring Johnson back from the dead. Robo Johnson. <laughs> Wait, they did that. They did, yeah, in Halo Wars 2. Wait, what? Yeah, Halo Wars 2 had additional content. It wasn't canon. But they brought back Johnson as a... What was he, a leader? Ah, uh, okay. He's a multiplayer leader and an enhanced mech unit. It's kind of cool. I love the idea of Robo Johnson. Robo Johnson. He knows what the ladies like. Hydraulics. <laughs> Right. Lucas, do you want to take this next one? I guess I'll go with George Arazzo, the Forerunner trilogy. I enjoyed the sci-fi opera vibe. It was a breath of fresh air from the military shooter kind of book. Yes, I agree. Yeah, the Forerunner trilogy is fantastic. Looks like it was the next comment, Dave's, as well. He said the Forerunner saga. Yeah. Yeah, I agreed. The f- second novel is the hardest to get through if you're not expecting or used to it, but it's worth sticking with. Oh, yeah, 100%. Absolutely worth it. If you're going to do it, listen to the audiobook of the second novel, because it's... I won't spoil it if you don't know, although of how you've listened to this podcast for this long and haven't heard me talk about it, I don't know, but it's fucking fantastic. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Right, I'll read this next one. This is Bradley... uh, I'm going to go with Milkwick, because that sounds entirely right, and I hope so. I apologize. He's a Kilo 5 trilogy gets my vote as well. The Political Intrigue, Parangoski, Hood, Saren, Halsey, Naomi, Dynamic, The Arrest of Halsey, Great Plots, Smart Writing, etc, etc. Krista, do you want to take Manny's? I would love to take Manny's. Uh, He says I had to put Halo Contact Harvest as my number one. Johnson is a badass, but his fuck-up costs people lives. And the way Joseph writes how the whole UEG system works is so plausible. Outer Worlds feel feed inner, and the Covenant story brings it all to a very entertaining read. It also has a sex scene that I really enjoyed. That's the real reason Manny likes it. <laughs> I think the audiobook has two voices. I think, is Jen Taylor in that one too, for the audiobook? She's the AI. Yeah, she's the AI. She does all of Sif's stuff, and then the other narrator does the rest of it. It's quite good as well. Sif and Mac, right? Is that what it was? Yeah, Sif and Mac, that's who it is. It's well worth a listen to. I was listening to that at work for the first time, and I didn't know about the sex scene. And I'm just sitting there, trying not to blush. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I hope no one can hear this. (laughs) You sick pervert. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) At work of any place. God. I didn't know. I swear disgraceful lucas do you want to take the next one um amado amado jose 
I'll always have a soft spot for the Fall of Reach novel. I first read the book in 2004 in college, and it was my first real exposure to the lore. It turned Halo from just a FPS I played in the dorm with friends into an immersive experience that I'm still in love with at the age of 37. Yeah, Fall of Reach was good. It, it's everyone's starting point, really. Yeah, I think that's the one I started with, because I looked at the order, and I went with that, and then Flood. <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, hmm, oh, oh my. <laughs> Kyle, stop punching the drywall, please. Kyle uh, DeFredo <laughs> says, Ghosts of Onyx, I love the ending. Don't you know? Spartans never die. Yeah, except they all do. No, they don't. They live forever. George is dead, Colin. We all know one that's dead. George. I'm going to delete all of you from this podcast. (laughs) I'm just telling you now. (laughs) I will read the last Facebook comment. So this is from Jonathan Nance. This is big fan of the Kilo 5 story arc, especially Immortal Dictata. I love the inner workings of Oni and Saren's rise to replace Parangoski. I would love more of the politics and secret stuff from the books, especially post-Covenant War. Agreed. Another Kilo 5 book. So with uh, Saren, I feel she was way different in the books than when she was in Spartan Ops and she was telling them to kill... Right, that's her in Spartanos when she orders him to kill Halsey. Like, I feel like she's a completely different, like, character. It's a few years later, so I think she's hardened up a bit by then. She's been Sin Connie for a while. Yeah, makes sense. If you think that the Halo 5 books take place a couple of months after Halo 3, and then by the time we get to Spartanops, it's been a few years since then, that's really where they're at at that stage. Like, she's had a bit of time to harden in. The only... Th- thing about that was once i saw her in spartanobs it made me sad to think that parangoski's probably dead we don't know that we don't know it but like i would be more upset to find out than she's dead than to find out that george never comes back because parangoski's great and should live forever she's somewhere eating like her biscuits is wasn't she in her hundreds i thought yeah she was pretty old she's like in her late 80s or something or 90s she's quite old like she's older i think than hood Sergeant Johnson's older than Hood. Oh yeah, Sergeant Johnson's ancient. Yeah, he's like 84. <laughs> he's still out there being a sleazy bastard. It's great, isn't it? Doesn't that have a lot of that to have to do with uh, like cryo? Like, you essentially don't age in cryo? It's the same reason the Chief is, you know, chronologically in his, f- what, late 40s now, but he's still probably only in his like early 30s physically. A lot of downtime and cryo preserves you, so even though the clock's ticking, you're not, which is a lot to do with Johnson as well. Right, I also posted this question in the Discord, and we got a few different answers here as well, so if you posted an answer in the Discord live chat after the time that I posted these into the script, I'm afraid they're not getting in. (laughs) Oops. I guess I'll just delete that. Non-profit organization. (laughs) (laughs) You know my pain on Mission Debrief now. Yeah. In First Strike, the bit with the Nova Bomb where the engineers are messing with it and the grunt pushes the button vaporizing an entire fleet and half a planet, it is very cool because Admiral Whitcomb delivers a fantastic speech where he tells them to go fuck themselves. (laughs) And that's set up in, like, Reach or something, right? Yep. Danforth Whitcomb has the bomb set, records a cool message, and is just like, fuck y'all. Rip. Krista, do you want to take Tokis? 
Yeah, Tokyo Drift says, uh, Team Ferrets, not live action, but the Believe trailer. That shit makes me so nostalgic, I tear up when I watch it. I love that trailer. Uh, <laughs> brings me back to good times in my life. That's depressing, Toki. No, look, you look back at it now, the Believe trailer came out in simpler times. It's very good. Lucas, do you want to take the next one? Auntie Becca. It's gotta be We Are ODST. Such a powerful way of showing the gritty behind the scenes of the Halo universe. At that point, we were so used to Chief being a hero and this larger-than-life figure who did stuff like riding a nuke out of a spaceship. But to see the day-to-day -day <laughs> life of a regular, as much as an ODST can be called regular, military man in the war was oddly emotional. The transitions were harsh, similarly to how a lot of the military recruitment videos that I've seen are done, and the music was just perfect. Yep, agreed. Uh, we Are ODST is fantastic. Uh, right, next up. Matt, regret. Nothing beats Halo intro chant spinning up. It's the soundtrack of my life at this point. So the uh, menu song for the original oh, Halo Combat Evolved? Oh, <laughs> the Celtic singing. Yeah, to be fair, that can like burn its way into your soul a little bit. But we like that. But that's why we have. That's why we in this podcast. We like that stuff. I, I, I want it. I want it to incinerate my soul. Right. I will take this next one because Desudo likes it when I say things to him. Desudo says, "Ghost of Onyx, alt, uh, my all-time favorite book, Kurt zero five one die. Didn't you know Spartans never die? Feels lots of feels when it comes to Kurt. Yeah, I almost cried at work. So you've almost cried at work, and now you've almost." You've been embarrassed at work, too. Maybe you should stop reading these audiobooks at work. <laughs> <laughs> Halo, Halo books at work are dangerous. Also, don't listen to the one on Onyx, Le Le Legacy of Onyx, no, Legacy of Onyx, because that starts with a, an intense scene with a family on the run in a car from the Covenant. Oh, yes, that one. Oh, yeah. I was driving home from work one morning, speeding because I was listening to this book and going, fuck, 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 and then looked down at the car and went, oh, I'm going too fast for this road. Slow down. So don't do that either. Um, <laughs> Halo Dare 117 says, I just started replaying Halo with the Master Chief Collection, and I'm currently stuck between Halo Reach and Halo 3. In Reach, there are a few levels that were fun, like flying in space just to get that makeshift bomb on the supercarrier. Uh, my only question to that game is, uh, couldn't Noble Six be saved? Couldn't someone stay back with the Pelican just to make sure Noble Six survives and then take them to the Pillar of Autumn after they caught up with them? And what happened to June? Oh, I can tell you what happened to June. Uh, you need to read some of the books. Is that graphic? Which one is it? It's uh, one of the short novellas that he stars in. June resurfaces for, I'd say... Bad Blood would be his first appearance, then there's New Blood, and there's also a short story, although he's not really in that, but one of the Fracture short stories he's sort of in as well. When they're in the Academy, anything they're tying. He's at the Spartan Academy right now. Kind of went boom. He's dead now. Possibly. Press F, play Respects. So Halo Dare goes on to say, um, Halo 3 menu music is still one of my favorites. Never, never forget Long has such a sweet but sad melody. So that's the da na na. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. 
I love the unity between the elites and the humans. I couldn't tell you which level I enjoyed the most, but I know my favorite scene is when Arbiter kills Truth. Fantastic. And then he does his battle cry. I do like Halo 3 ODST as well. These men go through a lot of hardships just to find each other and regroup to do the mission. The rookie has to find clues to figure out where everyone went, and Buck was my favorite ODST due to who who was voice acting as him. <laughs> Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. He was very handsome. <laughs> oh, gosh. Did you say was very handsome, Krista? Was past tense. Uh, he was very handsome in the game. He's not currently in the game anymore. I don't know. He was in five. We haven't seen him since, though. He looks good in a set of millionaire, not gonna lie. Do you, do you think he suddenly went from being, like, really attractive in Halo 5 to horrific? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, I don't know. I don't know what he's looking like now. He still looks good. No, I don't. I refuse to look at him outside of the context of Halo. What about his Cade? I suppose... Will I read Aaron the Geek? Because it's an Aaron. An Aaron may as well it read an Aaron. Aaron. You are you are bound to him by blood. Okay, as the podcast Aaron, I will read the Aaron. For me, my favorite Halo, whatever, has to be the Kilo 5. I'm always getting the Kilo 5 ones. This has worked out quite well. I was already a massive fan of Karen Travis thanks to her work on Star Wars, Republic Commando novels, and her work there was a perfect fit for Halo. So when she was announced, I couldn't be more excited, and not a single entry in that trilogy has let me down. It's also the only time that Halo finally fully explores the ethics of the horrific things that the UNSC did in order to survive, and she did that really well in my opinion. Yes, because everyone forgets about how fucked up it is and how absolutely awful the UNSC are sometimes. It's horrific. It's nuts. Every time you guys celebrate Independence Day, I change the group profile picture to the same one of its... The what's the painting? The cro- crossing the Delaware. <laughs> Isn't that red versus blue in there? Is it? But I always love to point out to people and go like, actually, if this was the case, uh, the Spartans would be fighting on the side of the British because the UNSC are not the small underdogs in this thing. But I mean, they kind of are now. Yeah, that's true. But we can't let them forget their horrible past and also. The third book opens with one of the most horrific sections of a Halo novel, which is Naomi's kidnapping. Yeah. From the perspective of the father. It's tense and stressful, and you're just like, God, we know what happened to your child. It's a great read, though. Holy shit, it's so interesting. Yes, I do think they are some of the best novels in Halo, next to the Forerunner trilogy. I couldn't choose between them. Right. Who wants to do Pesky Bird? I will do Pesky Bird. This is John Halo punching an old person after killing their bodyguards. <laughs> I don't really don't know where this is referencing. It's Halo 2. It's beating... Uh... Oh, okay. Beating the, the prophet. Yes. Okay. Okay. Good job, John Halo. I was almost I was almost thinking it's like the, something in the TV show that I missed. And then, okay, it makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> no, I always like to describe it to people as it's when the big green boy beats a pensioner to death in a mobility scooter. <laughs> <laughs> Those mobility scooters are dangerous. Here in the US, they go up to like 20 miles an hour. It's crazy. The Prophets was armed. Like, that. that's really dangerous. You imagine going to the shopping center and like... 
you you go for your groceries and some 70 year old like vaporizes you because you're in the, <laughs> the way 70 year olds destroying all of the self checkouts because they can't figure it out <laughs> i'm just picturing one of those scooters like but it's got like a mounted machine gun on it and the, the people are just rolling down the street and hosing people down they get in their way like it's got an m249 on it just <laughs> right we've got one more discord reply here who's gonna go with that uh, i can get it diamonics the live-action trailer for Halo 3 ODST, we've heard this one before, the Halo 3 ODST, with the singing at the end, used to have it downloaded on my 360 and would watch it every now and again. Number two is the ending of Ghost of Onyx with Kurt. Everybody likes Kurt. See, but Kurt's a fantastic character, yeah, you have to like him, and the ODST trailer is... I'd say probably the best live action trailer with the Reach trailer coming in second. Ooh, yes. yeah. The Halo 4 augmentation trailers were quite good as well. Or was it Reach that had the augmentation? That's Reach. That's Carter's trailer. That's about the time they were in their stride with live action trailers. Like they were just so good. Yeah. On the lower end of the live action trailers, the Halo 5 ones weren't bad. I quite enjoyed them. Yeah, the ones with the infinity where it's like going through the portal into Requiem and the crew are like screaming and there's explosions and all, they're very good. Oh, for Halo 4, yeah. Halo 5 with the uh, Chief versus Locke was interesting, but it was one of the things that made Halo 5 kind of disappointing because it was so misleading to what the actual story was. No, Hunt the Truth was fantastic, and then you got the game and you're just like, oh yeah, this is not what I signed up for. Whatever happened to that reporter? He's still in his glass box. He's still locked in there. Wait, wasn't he at the secure Oni facility that got bombarded and destroyed in Halo 5? Or before Halo 5? No, he was in Midnight Facility, which is in an asteroid belt. So he's still, in theory, in Midnight, in midnight Facility. He's just stuck there? Oh my god. Yeah, they touch on it briefly for um, Season 2 of Hunt the Truth where they go there and you hear him, he's gone mad, and then there's a piece of like show art that used to come out with every one of those episodes, and it's just bloody lines down the inside of this frosted glass where he's beaten his hands raw against the cell wall. It's just like, oh no. Yeah, it was such a tragic story. Oh, right, so on that depressing note, let's move <laughs> on to our voicemail. Yay, let's, <laughs> let's try and salvage some of this. So we got one voicemail this week. If you're listening to the show, you're going to get the voicemail now. This is KJ. I discovered you guys' podcast. I think that it's a great listen. I love every show, especially the Mission Debrief episodes. I love you, Krista. Tom, your accent is adorable. And I just want to say about the Halo TV show that for what it is, it's phenomenal. A lot of people give it a lot of flack. Uh, a lot of the diehard fans, but I think for what they're trying to do to drive story with the show for a wider audience and to cater to the hardcore Halo fan, I just really, really think what they're doing is fantastic. And Pablo Schreiber, I love you as Master Chief. All the naysayers can go somewhere. Thanks, guys. All right, KJ, thank you very much for the voicemail. We appreciate everyone leaving us a voicemail. You too can get played on the show if you leave us a voicemail, unless it's horrific. Um, <laughs> but like the, the bar to getting your voicemail featured is pretty low. Don't do a hate crime on our voicemail. That's all I'm asking you, please. I love you too, KJ. Halo TV show, right. Without talking 
too much about spoilers in case you're not caught up because Chris is not entirely caught up either. Do we think they've been doing all right or not? I was a little annoyed at the whole virginity card being revoked, but it does make sense to it does make sense to how some of the other things are set up, particularly involving the augmentations. I think the memes are hilarious. The memes are hilarious. Other than that, I feel like that's a, just a they shouldn't have put that scene there. But other than that, it's been okay. It's been okay. It's had its ups and downs. I'm not the hugest fan of Quan's story. Yeah. I feel like it's just kind of like a filler. We talked about that on the last show. That could have been condensed down into a few less episodes. It would have been fine if it was shorter. My favorite character is probably Kai. Kai is fantastic. Her arc has been just, she's just been like, I don't know, I feel like she's been more of a, a star than John has in some aspects of, of the show. And I've really, I've really grown to like her as a character. So I'm interested to see what happens at the end of the, the season. I wish we could get more character development from the other two Spartans, Vanek and Liz. I wish we could get more character development from them because right now you, you could replace them with a brick wall. And not much would change. I think since season two is coming up, they're kind of holding that in the wings. I think that has to do with uh, the uh, pellet thingy. Yeah. And so I'm trying not to spoil too much for Krista's sake. I don't know how far she's gotten in the... Not very far. I can dip if you guys want to... No, no, we'll we'll keep it vague because just in case anyone's listening, we don't want to get too far into it. If you would like to leave us a voicemail, the voicemail number is 205-386-5833. You can leave us a voicemail and we will play it on the next live show. If you have any thoughts on the Halo TV series as a whole, we're going to be doing like a season one in review episode with Oren. He's going to have a couple of guests on to talk about it. So if you wanted to leave a voicemail for that, you can. Um, I'm sure Oren will be thrilled that I'm giving him extra work to edit that into the show, but he'll love it. For me, I'd say the TV show's been like a 7 out of 10. That's probably a good number. Yeah, some things I'm like, could have done without it, but it probably makes sense. I get it, it's a TV thing. There have been some things I really like, like, no specific spoilers, but there was a recent fight scene in an episode. Yes, that was good. Genuinely had me thrilled and hyped, which was quite good. There's been stuff I like, and... I think Pablo Scryer does a pretty good Master Chief. I like every action scene. Every action scene they've done has been has been very done done very well. Pablo Schreider's in the suit acting is phenomenal. His facial expressions are on point as well for when he spoilers takes the helmet off. It's covered in enough memes by now. But his just the subtle subtle tilt of the head or um just kind of how he how he holds himself in the armor portrays so much when he's in it. Yeah, I think he does a pretty good job of it. I think at the minute, it'll depend on how the last episode goes. I'll not hold my breath and see what happens next week. But I, at the minute, would give it like a solid 7 out of 10. So I'm looking forward to seeing this next episode and then see where we go for series 2. We have a little Evolve Digest. I'm going to speed through this because this has been quite a long episode and we still haven't even got to the HCS Pro Talk, guys. So I will power through this and then we're going to jump ship. 
First up, we have Podcast Evolved. We have Infinite Impressions. These are topics and opinions related to the ongoing support for Halo Infinite. The last episode we put out was the Season 2 preview. The next episode we are due to put out is Memory Agent. This one has been delayed for a while because we've essentially run out of podcast hosts. Too many shows, not enough bodies. Mission Debrief, it's a deep dive into every Halo Games campaign mission by mission. The last episode that went out was The Sequence, and the next episode will be Nexus. Builds with Blocks is centered around the micro-action figures and the brick-based construction sets of the Halo universe. The last video episode was the Domain interview. The last review was the Halo Infinite Wave 4 blind bags reveal, including a buildable Sentinel. The next video will be... Rick uh, Ackberger's interview, he manages the relationship with Mega Constructs for 343, uh, or the 2022 Mega Constructs figure guide. So, one of those. Halo TV Plus, which is the commentary and analysis episodes for every episode of the Halo TV show. We got the last one was the commentary and analysis for episode 8. And then by the time this comes out, you will hopefully have the analysis and commentary for episode nine and then like i said we're going to do an end of season review episode i'm hoping to get on that i think tom is as well so we'll see how that goes uh halo book club now this is third discussion on the extended lore and media in the halo universe at the minute that is on hold the original note said it was supposed to come back in april it, spoilers it did not come back in april so we will see how we get on with may it may come back then we just we have to figure out what's happening there 343 needs to stop delaying their books yeah we need to stop delaying books and we need to give us a little more time to do stuff so that'll keep us going for a bit we also have hcs pro talk josh and will discuss the latest information within the competitive halo scene Map Legends was a series we were doing, but Orin is currently buried under a whole load of stuff, so I don't think we've had one for a little bit. And then we had the Inside the Halo Championship series for the month of April. And we're going to roll the clip now. Hello, Podcast Evolved audience, and welcome to Inside HCS, your monthly recap of all things Halo Esports presented by us, none other than HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. For this segment, we're recapping the HCS news and competition for the month of April. But before we get into the recap, Will, as always, let's begin with a little introduction to what exactly is the HCS. The HCS, or Halo Championship Series, is the umbrella in which all Halo competition lives under. The 21-22 HCS season is in full swing, and for a complete breakdown of the timeline for official events around the world, please see the HCS 2021-2022 season reveal article over at Halo Waypoint. If you want an easier-to-digest blog uh, outlining everything about the 21-22 HCS season, Maddie Rums of Noob Combo has published one over at noobcombo.com. For all major announcements from the HCS team over at 343 Industries, please make sure to follow their Twitter account at HCS and their new official YouTube channel by searching for Halo Esports. Josh, Season 2 of Halo Infinite has officially arrived, and with it, some controversial changes to the competitive landscape. What has the community riled up this time? Well, that's right. Season 2 has arrived, for better or worse. From a ranked and competitive uh, point of view, the following updates have been made to the sandbox. Melee damage for all weapons has been decreased by 10%, resulting in the Mangler, the Mangly Dangly, being a two-shot melee. 
BR melee damage has been increased in ranked, and that is to compensate for the 10% reduction across all other weapons. In other words, it remains basically how it was before um, in ranked. Melee trades are apparently going to occur more often, so we'll see how that works out. The Mangler ammo has been reduced. Slide speed velocity has been reduced. The Ravager is now a two-burst kill. Drop wall is now stronger and deployed faster. Overshield is increased to 3.5 times normal shields uh, instead of the three times that it was previously. And rockets ready and fire faster from pickup. As for what has the competitive community riled up the most? The removal of specific skill jumps, slide speed velocity changes, and even the BR quote-unquote jamming. Luckily, 343 are aware and are actively working on tweaking the skill jumps and fixing the BR jamming, in other words, these items. On a more positive note, we have finally have a brand new map and catalyst and revamped mode in King of the Hill that have been added to the ranked and competitive pool. We can't wait to see what new strategies come from the map and mode in competitive play. Now, Tashi, the HCS lead of 343 Industries, has outlined some preliminary updates related to year two of the HCS, and these include the following. Shortening the season to roughly eight to nine months, tighter spacing between tournaments and events, and more jam-packed and consistent, and more partner team involvement, like the phase Halo Infinite Invitational that Will is going to talk about later on in this segment. Tashi also gathered a ton of feedback from the competitive community, and if you want a complete breakdown of said feedback please check out episode 231 of HCS Pro Talk. Will, that's it for the major competitive news that happened over the course of April. And hey, speaking of major, wasn't there a major Halo tournament that took place at the end of April? Yes, Josh. Before we get to the big one, we need to talk about the other major tournament that took place right before. The FaZe Clan held an invitational where the best teams in the world were invited to compete against one another in an online event leading up to Kansas City. Optic Gaming put on an absolute highlight reel of a show, taking the tournament in a dominant fashion, only dropping a single map and proving just slightly that the recent roster change of picking up Formal in place of Pistola was starting to really pay off. But we all know the true test, and that's on LAN. Lucky for us, we didn't have to wait very long to see how this roster translated to a LAN environment. Which brings us to the HGS uh, Major Kansas City. It was time for the HGS Kansas City major, major, including the best teams in the world on land. Let's face it, our predictions are always wrong, and this time was no different, unfortunately. We had Optic Gaming taking home the trophy. They had the chemistry, the skills, and all the momentum leading into this event. But you know who else had something to prove? The multiple world-time championship winning roster in Sentinels. While Sentinels had a couple close series during the event, they basically wiped the floor with the rest of the competition, proving that they should never be doubted and still belong at the top. And Optic... They collapsed, plain and simple. The next major LAN event isn't until September with Orlando, and then Worlds right around the corner in October. There is still plenty of time for not only Optic Gaming, but other rosters to really own their skill before these next major LAN events. We just hope to see some more variation and some more competition at the top. If you want a full recap of the event along with some fun stories, please check out our episode 233 of HGS Pro Talk. We've had an eventful month to say the least. Josh, what do we have to look forward to in the next month of May? Europa Halo has teamed with DreamHack to provide some amazing incentives for those competing within the spring series of tournaments throughout the month of May, including three team passes to DreamHack Valencia, the next European HCS Super. 
Don't miss the action every Saturday during the month of May over at twitch.tv forward slash Europa Halo. And with the conclusion of the HCS Kansas City Major, so has split one of this HCS season. As a result, their pro players are on a break for the majority of the month of May, with Open and Pro Series competition heating back up at the end of the month. Speaking of which, starting on Sunday, May 29th, Split 2 of the HCS season officially kicks off with the return of the Open and Pro Series events. With the addition of Catalyst and King of the Hill, teams will be coming up with brand new strategies and will have to become even more well-rounded in terms of map and mode combinations. You are not going to want to miss it. And thank you for joining us on this edition of, H of Inside HCS for April. If you're interested in finding out more about these tournaments or anything else in the competitive Halo space, please check out HCS Pro Talk on all the socials, YouTube, Twitch, and anywhere you happen to find your podcasts. Podcast Evolve Crew, take it away. Thank you, Josh and Will, for this month's Inside the HCS. Watch their show live every Monday night around 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central on twitch.tv forward slash HCS Pro Talk and follow them on YouTube and your favorite podcast feed. That clip was very insightful. I learned a lot about pro Halo things. <laughs> it is really interesting to learn more and more about competitive Halo and through the secret art of editing, you would never know that we didn't hear the clip till after the fact. We can just live vicariously through them, so we don't have to be as terrible at Halo. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you for joining us for this week's show. It's been a long one. We're trying to make up for the fact we've missed a few for a while. If you've listened to us, if you've joined us in live, if you've listened to us after the fact, we appreciate all of it. If you, like we mentioned at the top of the show, you can find all of our episodes over on the website. That's haloevolve.com. You can find all of the unique feeds or just the main feed. Like we said, if you want to listen to everything all in one place, Halo Podcast Evolved is what you're looking for. Once again, special shout out to all of our patrons for your ongoing support. You help make everything possible. To find out about becoming a patron, go to patreon.com forward slash Halo Podcast Evolved to learn more. And finally, if you want to leave us a voicemail about this episode, any other episodes, live TV shows, whatever you like, you can call us at 205 Evolved. That's 205 386 5833. And with that, I have been your host, Aaron. And until next time, Evolved! 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 Evolved!